Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Scale Without Social podcast. So today we've got part two of my interview with YouTuber Amy Darley. So last week we talked about how Amy launched her YouTube channel that has over 230,000 subscribers. And today we are going to be diving into how she balances all the things while being a busy mama, creating content for her channel, repurposing content for other platforms like TikTok and Instagram, and also how she creates a community that leads to conversion through the different monetization aspects of her YouTube channel. So if you have been curious about how you can actually make money from something like a YouTube channel, Amy spills all the tea today and shares how she builds her business, how much time she spends, and how it is so worth it in terms of creating a flexible full-time income for her and her family. So let's dive into part two of the interview. Hi, friend. Welcome to the Scale Without Social podcast. Are you looking to build a long-term passive income stream without having to become an online influencer? Are you searching for ways to stay focused and spend your time wisely? I'm Heather, an entrepreneur for nearly half my life. My passion is helping entrepreneurs create simple systems and use time-tested strategies to take their business to the next level. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you break down those big goals and grow your business debt-free without having to sell your soul to social. In each episode, you'll have clear action steps and homework to hold you accountable to taking that next step towards your dreams. Are you ready to dream big, gain clarity, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. So I kind of found you after my break from social media, so I really haven't looked at your Instagram or your TikTok, but I know you're on there. So what does that look like? How do you integrate other forms of social media like Instagram and and TikTok alongside your YouTube channel? Okay, so YouTube, I realized, you know, this is my niche is cleaning and I have to have these really long videos and I love making the videos. And like I said, it's so much more manageable now that it's only one a week. But I feel like with TikTok and Instagram, it's kind of my outlet to be able to share whatever I want. And it doesn't have to be just cleaning content. Now, I do share a lot of cleaning content on there, too. But it's kind of my outlet to be able to say, hey, I found this really cute outfit at Walmart. You need it, you know, or a recipe. I share lots, especially on TikTok. I've done a lot of, not a lot, but a few recipes. And it's just an easy place to put that kind of stuff where people are looking for that kind of content and not wanting to watch the super long YouTube video. I can take specific things. So sometimes when I'm filming a YouTube video, I'll do like the cleaning in there and then I'll share a recipe in there. And at the same time as I'm filming my YouTube video, now I have to use a different, I can't use my camera for Instagram or TikTok because it goes sideways. And so for Instagram and TikTok, you have to be vertical. So I will take my phone and I will film the recipe with my phone as I'm making it at the same time as I'm filming for YouTube with my camera. And so that way I can take that same content and kind of use it over there as well. 
And that way, if people aren't wanting to watch the whole YouTube video, they can go over to my Instagram or TikTok and find those things. So I have to ask because I have a friend, actually, the very first time I posted one of my videos, I was just doing, I think, like a quick summer makeup look or something like that. And I was going to send it out to my customers and I wound up posting it to YouTube and I shared it in a little group chat. And she said, oh, you're back on social media. And I was like, wait a second, YouTube isn't social media. Like that's not, that's just a, a content hub. So I'm super curious since you're obviously an expert and you do multiple platforms. Would you say, would you consider YouTube to be a social media channel? And even if you do or don't, how do you feel like that compares in terms of some of the, I guess, positives and negatives of social media accounts like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and so on and so forth. I would say YouTube is a social media platform. And I think the reason I say that is because you have your videos, but you also have your comments. So you're socially interacting with all the people in your comments. You can also go live on YouTube. I don't ever do that. I've done it in the past, but I don't typically do it very often. But I would definitely say it's just another social media platform. (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty in that. And it totally makes sense because I'm sure that engagement perspective and the connection, because when I watch your videos, which I love them so much, they've been so inspiring to me and my own. I I cleaned my entire garage for my hubby for his birthday based off of your (laughs) amazing garage video that you did. I was like, oh, okay, if Amy can do this, I can do this. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, in terms of creating, for example, monetization through things like affiliate links, which involves your your audience, your viewers trusting what it is that you have to recommend, that does involve a level of engagement. So I've noticed when I watch your videos that you are so good at asking questions and having a call to action in your videos for them to go in and comment what it is that they're doing or what they're working on that week. And people do. You get what, like thousands of comments on your videos and you go and engage with them, right? So how important do you feel like that aspect is in terms of building a following on YouTube? I definitely feel like it's important because people want, especially when they're watching YouTube videos, and I know my audience for sure, wants to feel like they're actually hanging out with you and they want to feel like they're getting to know you. And like I said, a lot of people carry their phone around or put me on the TV just because they want to feel like they have a friend that's cleaning along with them. And a lot of my audience is also stay-at-home moms. And so I've seen that. And, you know, being a stay-at-home mom can get lonely. You're, especially with the younger ones, you feel like you're just around little people all the time and you don't ever really have enough time to get all that adult interaction that you need. So I do like to, I mean, I remember at the beginning, like it was so much fun just seeing that people actually cared what I thought or getting to know these people through social media. I have some people that literally comment on every single video and have for years and so like I know them by name you know because I'm like oh and you know I can ask them questions I have people that have messaged me on Instagram for years so I'll have conversations back and forth about their kids and so as it's grown it's definitely gotten a lot harder to like keep up with everything but I still feel like it's very important and not only Am I asking questions because of the engagement? Like, of course, I want them to come and comment and engage with me. 
but also because I learn a lot from the people that are watching my videos too. So people have given me tips and tricks. They have given me hacks for cleaning or new products and they've come up even like even in my last video, I'm like asking suggestions about what I should do with my kitchen sink or, you know, my hardwood floors. Like, what do you guys think? And I love getting the feedback because some people have been in certain situations that I haven't been in yet. And so I can get their advice. And so that's why I like to engage is because I feel like I'm also learning from them, but I feel like I've, I've got a bazillion friends all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, actually, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's what's super cool about YouTube is it's totally global, right? Like, yes, people can watch and be inspired by your videos no matter where they live. So you're right. This here in, you know, in America, just like, I, I just, I was laughing. Well, not laughing because I apparently have a very strong listenership in Cambodia. I'm like, yay, my Cambodian listener. And that's so cool to me, but it's like, that's not something I ever really, really thought about. So who knows? You might get some, some new YouTube followers from from Cambodia as well. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, as a business owner, and I love that you touched on the difference between a hobby, like using a platform, a social media platform like YouTube as a hobby versus a business. And it sounds like you've been very smart about having this be a business, which involves spending both your time and your money, as you already mentioned, and also making money. So being able to provide an income that can justify the time that you that you do invest in it. So let's jump into that a little bit in terms of, you mentioned the monetization from YouTube, which that would be like ad revenue. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the different ways specific to YouTube that you can make money? Okay. So ad revenue, which is the Google ads, and they ha- there's different types of ads that are put in your videos. A lot of times when you click on a video, it might say like a countdown, five, four, three, two, one. So, and then there's also text overlay ads. I don't pick those. So YouTube picks that, they put it on there and that's just that. So Google ads. And then I think the second way I started making some money off of YouTube was affiliate links. And there's reward style. There's also the Amazon Associates program. And so this is where like, if I am linking, if I bought a comforter off of Amazon, I can go through Amazon affiliates program and I can use my link to put it in my description box. If people click it, you make just a tiny bit of money. I mean, literally pennies, <laughs> but if they buy it, then you might make a little bit more, maybe a dollar fifty. Who knows? It just depends on the price of the product, but it's really not a lot. But if a whole lot of people, like you said, if, if your following is growing, then you have more of an audience. You have more people that are probably going to click that link Then that income can grow. And so that's reward style. Reward style, you can actually link from a ton of different places. So Amazon is just Amazon. And then you have reward style where I can actually link my Amazon stuff too, but I can link for a whole lot of places that work with reward style. So that's the second way. And then the third way is through brand partnerships. And so this is where they will actually pay you to do a sponsored portion of your video. So you can either have a dedicated video where the whole video is just about that one brand, which I never, because my audience doesn't come to just, for me to just tell them about 
a vacuum cleaner. You know, they want to see more than just about a vacuum cleaner. So I always do integrated video sponsorships where it might be 60 seconds to two minutes for me to talk about their product and kind of give a little review and share where they can purchase it and everything. So almost like an ad, but that I do within the video. Now, whenever I do that, though, I always make sure to try the product first because that's always been one of my biggest things. I remember the very first time I ever got, you know, reached out to by a brand and they're like, hey, can we send you this product for free and you can try it and see if you like it? And I was so excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm getting stuff for free, you know? But really quickly, I realized all this stuff that I'm getting for free, not all of it I'm going to use and not all of it am I going to tell people to go purchase because I would hate for someone to go buy something that I ranted and raved about. I really didn't feel like it was worth it. And then they went and bought it and they're like, oh, why did I listen to her, you know? Now, of course, there's going to be some times where I love a product and I am diehard about it. And then somebody else is just not going to like it. But yeah, I have always made sure that everything that I've shared, it's something that I've tried out. It's something that I would purchase with my own money. So that's been something that's been huge for me this whole time. And I still, I mean, no matter what, no matter how much they'll pay me, it has to be worth it. It has to be worth the money. I love that because you're building that integrity, even though you're doing it kind of in mass with thousands, hundreds of thousands of viewers on your video. But like you said, what's going to keep them coming back or what's going to make them click that link again is going to be because they trusted you last time for your recommendation. And then right. I, you you probably just feel like, you know, I know you as a, as a friend now, and I, I, I feel like from an integrity perspective, that's such a brilliant way to do it because you're not just in it to make money. You're in it to serve the people whose lives can be impacted by, even if it's something as simple as a dish cleaning sponge or something. Right. Yeah. And it's really cool because there are so many products that I used before ever starting YouTube. And now I've been able to work with some of those brands. And I'm like, this is so neat. Like, I love these products before and I can't believe that they want me to share for them. They want to work with me. And so that's really cool too. So I love that part of it. And it is, it is, a, you know, it's just an extra way to make money on top of the ads. And it definitely has helped way more than, you know, just even the links, like the affiliate link. So would you say like as a percentage wise within those three, is there one that gives you a heavier return? And is there one that you hope to grow? Like, what does that ratio look like in terms of the affiliate, the brand partnerships and the the monetization through the ads? So I think it will all depend. It all depends on how big your YouTube channel is, how many views you get, that kind of thing. So that's kind of what, I mean, the more views you get, the more you're going to make on Google ads, you know, so your ads that are just from YouTube. But also, the more views you get, then the more a brand is going to pay you to do that sponsorship. So at this point, I do think I'm, I make a lot more money off of brands than and doing sponsored content than off of just you. But before, you know, starting, it definitely was a lot more from YouTube than from brands. So as the, I mean, and 
it doesn't really, I think at first you're like, everybody's always consumed with how many subscribers you have, how big your following is, because I think brands look at that a little bit, but they want more of how many views are you getting? How many eyes are getting on your content and not, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, it's how many people are actually watching your stuff. And so that's where, you know, they look at all of that as a whole instead of just your following. That makes so much sense. So it all kind of integrates together for sure. And the most important aspect, it sounds like, is to create content that is going to be inspiring enough that people are going to sit there and watch it for a long time, which is going to, like you said, kind of boost up that algorithm to where they're going to show it to more people. They're going to recommend, like you said, maybe another one of your videos to where they're kind of binge watching it. And then that in turn creates more views, more uh, subscribers, of course, which is then what the brands look for when they when they reach out and sponsor you. Right. That makes sense. So then yeah. on the time side of things, what does that look like from a time investment on your part? Like how much time a week do you devote to this? And maybe specifically like what does that look like? Like how you said three hours of content. So you're obviously cleaning and recording at the same time. I'm sure you're helping yeah. with you. So what does the time involvement look like? Okay. So obviously it takes me a lot longer to clean when I'm filming it than if I were to just go clean it because I'm having to move the camera around doing all these different angles. And then, so when I first started, I feel like it took a lot longer because I wasn't you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was having to learn as I went. But now I, I mean, the good thing about my, my content is I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm actually cleaning my house and I'm filming it and being able to monetize off of it. But I kind of sprinkled the cleaning a little bit each day throughout the week. When I first started, I tried to do everything, my whole house in like one day all the time. And it was just exhausting. So I now try to do a few days a week, at least two to three days is what I will do filming. And then I try to take a couple days a week to edit. So, I mean, honestly, it just depends on the video about how much time I'm spending. But it's, I mean, it's definitely a full work week because I also have to take time to plan out my content. And so I have a planner. I like to write in it. I have a written planner because I like to physically highlight things off my list but also we have kids so we have a very very busy schedule after they get out of school and so a lot of times I will actually edit in the car while I'm waiting for Gracie June to get out of cheerleading or if I'm like waiting after school for something then I always am trying to get work done on my phone or whatever I can so but I also try to manage like I still have to go grocery shopping while their kids are at school I still have to get my workouts in while the kids are at school because once they're out, I'm, I can't. So I do feel like it's one of those jobs that's a lot more flexible and I can make my own hours if I have to stay up because I didn't get it all done, you know, before the kids go to sleep, I can do that too. But really, I don't know. I, I can't give a, an exact time it takes me to do everything, but it, it is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But I love, I think the freedom that it gives you. And plus I could tell, you know, even just watching your videos, you can tell that you're passionate about, about what it is that you do. So I'm sure it doesn't, even though it is work, it, because it's got fulfillment attached to it, it probably doesn't feel like, you know, a typical work day. Right? Yeah. And I love, and I, I think my favorite part is just like the finished product, you know, the, some of it is kind of tedious work. Like the editing is not my favorite. <laughs> 
But once I'm done, I'm like, oh, yay. you know, so it does feel like it feels like a lot of work, but it is fun work. And it's things that I, like you said, I am passionate about and I get excited to share with people. Yeah. And that's contagious. Have you thought about outsourcing or bringing on like an assistant to help with any, any of that stuff? Or do you have help at all? I have a manager who manages. She is the only thing that she, well, I say the only thing, like she is amazing, but I've had her for a couple of years now, but she is basically the one who manages all the brands. So I don't have to deal with any brands. I don't deal with any of the emails. She does all of that. And she just brings me the brand and, you know, she's like the middleman. She does all the work for me. It's amazing. She has taken off or taken so much off my plate because before, like I said, I would get emails about the most random things, And I'm just like, oh, I can't respond to anybody else today. This is ridiculous, you know? So I have her and she's amazing. And I have thought about trying to find an editor. But the hard part with my videos is that I have to do voiceover. And so... So I do the voiceover, which is fine. Um, but also because my videos are so long and because my footage is so long and because I feel like most people that are in this sort of niche where they're doing cleaning videos and all of that, they're very particular about their videos and what you're showing and making sure that, you know, you're not showing anything like any labels or, you know, you're personal stuff, making sure, because you are in your house, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a recipe. You're in your house and you want to make sure that everything is kept private. So I've thought about getting an editor, but then I'm like, I just don't even know how it would work. So, and then I've also thought about getting an assistant to like come and help me, especially with like the filming and all of that kind of stuff. But then I'm also all over the place. And like I said, I don't have like a set schedule that I do things that might help me get a set schedule but then also at the same time I like the flexibility of being able to be like oh I think I'm gonna go eat lunch with Gracie June today or I need to go you know run errands today I don't know I kind of yeah. like that flexibility <laughs> so that makes sense I'm, I'm in the same boat I just recently actually had episodes 30 and 31 of the podcast which actually are going up as we're recording this so <laughs> they're not up right this second but they will be up when this is when this podcast is out, it's all about delegation and, and how to, you know, kind of step into that, that role as you kind of take more of your time off of social media, whatever that looks like. So for some people like me, it might look like entirely, or for others, it might just be taking that one or two hours back from your time each week to delegate that to somebody else in a way. So you might love, love listening to that episode. Yes. I will have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, I'm so, I just love, I feel like you and I could talk all day and we, I'm sure we, we will at some point, especially since yeah. our kids are at the same school and, and hopefully we'll be able to get back to Bible study here soon. But as people are listening to this, if they want to go and find you, I know you're super easy to find, right? But where exactly would you, would you tell them to find you? So Amy Darley on YouTube and then on Instagram and TikTok, it is amy.darley. And then I also have a blog. I don't post on there too, too much, but I do. If you want like free printables, I have some checklists, like cleaning checklists, a few different. I think I did some cleaning schedules on there, routines type things. All the stuff is free. You just, it's just things that I made and used myself and, and chore charts. I did some chore charts. So I explain all that on my blog too. And it's just amydarley.com. 
Awesome. And it's E-Y, A-M-Y-D-A-R-L-E-Y, right? Yes, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time and sharing so much wisdom and pure gold. You're just such a light. And I know this will serve so many people, whether they're interested in growing on YouTube or if they're like me, where they're just like, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> so helpful. Well, well, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found value from this episode, it would mean the world for you to leave me a review or even better, click those three little dots on the bottom of your screen to share with a friend, sending you hugs and gratitude. Have a great week.